Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. So happy to be back with you again today on the Faith and Good Counsel show. I'm Stacey Galino, your host. Always a pleasure. And I'm so excited about my guest today. I have a new guest to the show. Her name is Mary Rose Verrett, and she, along with her husband, Ryan Verrett, have written a beautiful marriage renewal and prep program called Witness to Love, How to Help the Next Generation Build Marriages that Survive and Thrive. And I'm really excited because they are right here from Louisiana in the Lafayette area, in fact, and so doing beautiful, beautiful things right here in in the southern state of Louisiana. So exciting. So welcome to the show, Mary Rose. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you for having me. So I just received, just a week ago, this beautiful book, Witness to Love, and you've sent me some other materials, workbooks, articles. It seems like there's a a fire that is being a flame under this brand new program that you and your husband Ryan Barrett have written to try to help um, help us with mentoring couples who are engaged and on through their early marriage. And this is, gosh, marriage prep is such a difficult um, entity. It seems with so much uh, challenge around us, people struggling in their relationships, the divorce rate, et cetera. And I think that you, both you and your husband, Ryan, have seen this and are responding to that call, which has been, of course, before the Senate for the Family and our, 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 our Holy Father, who is very concerned about the state of marriage today. And so I'm, I'm so delighted that you've agreed to come on with me and share this brand new program this renewal program with us. But first, Mary Rose, we always start off Faith and Good Counsel with prayer. And I know that you and your husband have a special devotion to St. Louis and Zélie Martin. And so I'd like to ask for their intercession as well as St. John Paul II. So if you would join with me, please, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come by the means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your most beloved spouse. St. John Paul II, Saints Zélie and Louis Martin, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I have all of these materials that you've sent me in this beautiful book and all these articles from the National Catholic Register where people are beginning to discover Mary Rose witness to love um, as a possible answer to the Synod's prayer for marriage formation. So tell us, just start us from the beginning. What is witness to love and how is it different from other marriage programs out there? Absolutely. Well, it, it, you know, it never was intended to be a program originally. It was never intended to go beyond the boundaries of our little parish. It, it was, it was really just a, Really, a desperation taken to prayer is really what it was, and uh, we always like to say, you know, we we never intended to, um, you know, change marriage preparation for anyone else. We were just trying to sort out the problems at our own parish. And uh, to backtrack a few years, I spent three years working for the Office of Marriage and Family Life in Arlington, Virginia, great diocese, great office, and. Uh, worked with couples there and did young adult ministry and then came to Louisiana and got married and we and I started working at the Diocese of Lafayette and I worked there for three years in their Office of Marriage and Family Life and we piloted 
uh, a great program uh, with Ascension Press, uh, Living God's Plan for a Joyful Marriage, just a great program. We had um, their Theology of the Body. We had their their life skills. We had um, the Prepare Inventory. We had NFP classes. Uh, we we really so as I left the diocese and with the birth of our second child, when I when I came to kind of stay home, I said, you know, I've, I've done everything I, I can do. You know, I feel I feel like we're in a good place. And then Father Michael Delcom, the pastor uh, at the parish near us, I said, you know, I would love some help with marriage preparation. I, I feel like I could just really use some extra help. And is there any way you would um, be able to, to do that? And, and we said, absolutely, we would love to. And so I you know, started working uh, very, very part-time with couples uh, at the parish and with Father Michael at St. Joseph in Cecilia, Louisiana. And there was a couple that came through uh, when I was working at the diocese and gave the marriage prep conference there. And I remember they, they had a, a great conversion and Ryan and I were speaking with them after the conference and they were so enthusiastic and we were so happy that they, they seemed like they really got the message. And then, you know, fast forward a year, I'm at the parish and that same couple is now, I hear after the fact that they are separated and getting divorced. Oh my goodness. Sad. And it, it was, it was heartbreaking because we, we saw them kind of at the height of their enthusiasm and excitement about the church's teachings, um, but they just, they drifted apart. They didn't survive the first 12 months of marriage, and they had a child. And so we just, we were crushed. And um, soon after that, another couple uh, got, got divorced. And so now of the 17 couples who were married that year, two were already divorced. And Father and I, uh, we really were in kind of tears over it. We just, we mm. just didn't know how, what more could we do? And... I remember he, he canceled the staff meeting and he said, we're going to go have a holy hour. We're, we're done here. Like we've done all we can do. Yes. And so we spent the whole staff spent an hour in prayer. And when it was over, father said, okay, let's talk. And so I remember we, we sat in his office and talked for three hours. Just what can we do? What isn't working? What, why is it not working? Why, why didn't they reach out to the mentor couple that we had trained and assigned to them? We had, uh, we had done, uh, we had a couple trained uh, through um, in-home marriage prep, great couples, great material. Um, but the engaged couple and then newly married couple never reached out to them when they were having problems after the wedding. And, and we knew that was a big piece of the puzzle. And so then the conversation turned to if if they don't trust the couple that we assign to them and that we train, then then maybe we should change things. Maybe let them pick the couple, and we'll train that couple, and that couple will be just for them. That will be their own personal mentor, really a gift that the church will give them for their marriage. And I think and that is inspired how it started. by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that right there, that prayer, that you, what you just described with Father Delcom and, and yourselves, presenting yourselves to the Lord in the holy hour and sitting together and truly prayerfully pondering what can we do. That just seems to me a gift from the Holy Spirit of that. It seems so simple, you know, but that that point of having the engaged couple choose the, the mentor couple, that it really engages them. That speaks to, I see characteristics and virtues and values and morals in this couple I trust them, and they develop a relationship with them that when the storms do come, and they will, and they hurt really bad more than you can realize before you're married, you know, it's such that 
when they do happen, and if you don't have that mentor couple, you don't really want to reach out necessarily. You kind of isolate yourselves and begin to split apart, which is exactly what seems to have happened with this dear couple that you mentioned earlier. So I think that's one of the key beauties of witness to love is the engaged couple choosing their mentor couple. Right. And, and it's, it's a lot of things. It's, it's the power of attraction. You know, you, you, they choose a couple that they're attracted to, that they trust, that they have a relationship with. And, you know, they may be at various places of, of development of that relationship when they choose them. But one of our main focuses is to develop that relationship even more and to, to enable that relationship to bear the weight of what will come in life and uh, to really also to help bear the weight of the church's teachings on marriage. And so it, it's, you know, when we encounter a couple that you know, perhaps, you know, I've never met before and they're coming, they want to get married in the church. You know, I most likely have never met them before. I don't know them. And I am basically giving them a laundry list of things that they have to do. That approach is, is a big turnoff for couples, and, and they, just, they just jump through the hoops. And kind of our, our go-to line is that we give couples lifelines to hold on to, not hoops to jump through. Beautiful. And that also came from that holy hour where we said, look, they're just jumping through the hoops, and frankly, so are we. Yeah. So how can we change that dynamic? And really by allowing the engaged couple to have some skin in the game right. uh, for them to say, look, I choose this person. And then they have an investment. They have they have some control. They have some accountability. They've 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 kind of entered into the process as opposed to just saying, "What do I have to do?" Uh, they are coming and saying, "Who can help me? How can they help me?" Um, there's just an, an openness that occurs when you invite them to participate. And that you know, you spoke so beautifully about how when couples come to you, they are coming to you, if I may say, from a secular world that is has is very toxic in terms of how it sees men and women, how it sees marriage, how it sees birth, fertility, babies, children, etc. And people come in with their unique and individual selves and their situations and their thoughts and ideas and how they've been formed in their family experience, their lived experiences. That is a whole unique set of circumstances. And then you're, you, as you said, giving them the, the checklist of these are the, the do's and don'ts. And that's one reason why that doesn't work, because in, in many cases, they're, they're in conflict with one another. What the church teaches, you mentioned the burden of the church's teaching. It, the burden is so beautiful, but it is very confusing to couples. And so what one of the things that I love about Witness to Love is what it is based in, and it does answer those whys. It's based in the truth of the church, the full magisterium of the Catholic Church, theology of the body, and how we were created for communion, right? Can you talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. And, and you know, couples, I think more than anything, and, and I've said this on other interviews, is that one of the number one issues with individuals and couples is isolation. Yes. Um, whether it's because of technology, whether it's because of divorce, whether it's because of you know their, their experience growing up. Um, so many couples uh, don't have really a, the right kind of attachment to their parents or to their friends or family. They just, they, it hasn't been modeled for them. It hasn't been taught to them. And our sort of uh, technologically advanced society uh, doesn't help that situation. And so um, when couples, you know, enter college and then uh, graduate from college, 
they, they might have some sense of community in college, but then they're out of college and then they're on their own. And then they're maybe dating somebody and they spend a lot of time with them. But again, they're, they're not developed in their ability to uh, connect, relate, solve problems. It just hasn't been modeled for them. And then you bring those two individuals that are, you know, in just many ways broken like we all are. You bring them together and you say, you know, marriage is till death do you part. You have to do all of these things. And, you know, you ha- they just, you can tell they get very overwhelmed. Yes. Where we we take the focus off of that and we say, look, nobody's perfect. We're all a little bit lonely. We're all a little bit broken. Uh, but we want to give you the tools to fix that. And we want to help connect you with this couple that is going to walk with you for years to come and that y'all can be there for each other. They're not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. But you know what? Together we can work on this. And, and just the sense of relief that you see on their faces, that they're not getting a list of things that they have to do that they're not being talked at. They just, the, the kind of the relief, I, I, sometimes you even see tears in their eyes where they're yes. just so relieved that they're going to get something out of the process. And you could see kind of the prejudices and that they come to the process with that, you know, I have to do this. I'm not going to get anything out of it. I don't want to, you know, they, but when you see their, the guard come down and when you see them realize, wow, I'm going to get something beautiful out of this. Um, they just, it's just a total, the whole conversation changes and it's just beautiful to watch. I can just picture the openness, you know, and the receptivity that happens when, when they do present to you and you share this and you have so much more to share. Mary Rose Verrett, author, along with your husband, Brian Verrett of Witness to Love. We'll be right back here on Faith and Good Counsel and continue our conversation. This is Karen Hornsby with Chesterton's Corner. Chesterton believed in the principle of subsidiarity, that things which can be done on the most local level possible ought to be done that way, beginning with the family, then neighborhood, town, and so on. It is the opposite of waiting for big government to take care of matters. He believed that government ought not interfere with this system and only interject itself where absolutely necessary. Chesterton on government. An honest man falls in love with an honest woman. He wishes, therefore, to marry her, to be the father of her children, to secure her and himself. All systems of government should be tested by whether he can do this. If any system, feudal, servile, or barbaric, does in fact give him so large a cabbage field that he can do it, there is the essence of liberty and justice. If any system, republican, mercantile, or eugenist, does in fact give him so small a salary that he can't do it, there is the essence of eternal tyranny and shame. For more Chesterton, go to Chesterton.org. Hello, this is Jimmy Sagers. How would you like the ability to explain and defend the Catholic faith biblically? One solution is my book, The Fullness of Truth, which is written in language that lay people can easily understand. You can get it on Kindle for only $2.99, or if you like paper, you can have total access to the entire book for $9.99 at thefullnessoftruthoneword.com. Thank you. Everybody to the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I'm Stacy Galino speaking with my guest today, Mary Rose Verrett, who, with her husband Ryan Verrett, 
authored Witness to Love, How to Help the Next Generation Build Marriages that Survive and Thrive, which is only part of a beautiful, huge marriage renewal and prep program, virtue-based, attachment-based, theology of the body-based, incredible, incredible resource. And I just love, I've looked at the bibliography in the back, and I'm so, so impressed. Some of my very favorites, Dr. Rick Fitzgibbons, Dr. Robert Enright, and so many more. Such good resources. Thanks for being with me, Mary Rose. Oh, thank you, Stacy, for having me. You know, you were talking before the break um, about how people and, and people come to you with their individual and unique circumstances. And one of the things that I see is in our world, we don't even realize how selfish we really are. And that sounds very harsh, you know, because we're good people and we want to do good things, but just by nature of the fall. And then our culture, which literally fosters selfishness because, you know, we deserve to be you know, all about ourselves on the altar of ourselves after all. And so good people coming in for marriage prep, we don't really realize, and sometimes until after the wedding and when the storms come, just how much we still need to be honed beautifully by our maker in terms of the selflessness, this, the donative love, right? What, what do you think and what do you see in terms of your work um, and how does Witness to Love help us with that post-wedding? Sure. Well, you know, we've had recent conversations with couples, and I'm referring to a recent conversation I had with a couple where uh, the selfishness and, and the hurt and the need for forgiveness was so obvious, uh, you know, in looking at their, their paperwork and talking to them. And we came to the, the realization that, you know, children are selfish because they are kind of in survival mode, you know, they, ha- they they feel like they have to be selfish because if they don't look out for themselves, who will? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of just part of our fallen nature. But, you know, as we mature and become adults, you know, we, we, we learn to give um, and, to, and to serve and, and to not to be so focused on ourselves. But in our isolated, broken society, we still come to adulthood with the understanding that if I don't look out for myself, who will? Mm-hmm. And we, we have to allow, encourage, uh, aid couples to, as a part of the marriage preparation, say no, actually. Um, so you're there for each other. This mentor couple is there for you. Look, we're all in this together, and we are going to grow in virtue. And that means we're going to trust that this other person is going to be there for us. And we need to, to kind of let down that selfish guard of, I'm, I'm in it for me. I'm going to protect me. I'm going to take care of myself, me first, me first, my happiness first. And when, you, when you're married, you say, you know what, this other person's happiness is, is a priority for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very, very hard in today's world where we're taught me first, me first, me first, don't trust you know, other people, you know, they're out to get you. And so realize that you know, these couples, they're not um, going into marriage saying, I want to be selfish, I want to be miserable. They're going into marriage saying, I want to do the right thing. But just because of their, their hurt and their isolation and their fear, they, they do become, you know, they enter it very selfish, you know, yeah. in, in the way they interact with each other. So we want to help kind of gently identify that uh, through our, our materials and, and conversations and questions. And so it's, we let them come to the realization as opposed to saying, wow, y'all, y'all have some, uh, some issues. <laughs> right. We gently let the questions unfold between them and their mentors. And so it's, it's a it's a balance where they have to realize it themselves. We can't really point it out for them too obviously. 
Oh, wow. Beautiful. Well, there's so, and there's so many other issues, right, that can come up that tends to be one of the ones that, that's, that's fundamental and, and it can cause yeah. us actually the much, the most pain. Do you know when we realize, right. oh my goodness. So this is so beautiful that you, um, you and your husband, Ryan have developed witness to love, um, I think really as an answer um, for our day and time in terms of trying to help us navigate this this um, disunion, if you will, this this confusion that we have over who we are as men and women and what it means to be married in this day and time. And I think this is just, uh, you know, the, part of the springtime that's coming forth um, that we need right now in this day and time as a fruit even of, you know, John Paul II's theology of the body, um, so uh, on, a, on a practical level. And speaking of practical level, there, there are so many resources that are a part of this program. We can't possibly cover them all in, in today's program, but there's a workbook that goes along with the actual book. Um, and I'm looking at chapter three, just to give people an example. The chapter is called The Support of Love. What does friendship have to do with marriage? Can you just give us a little taste of what a couple might expect as they and the mentor couple work through this chapter? Absolutely. Well, the, the chapter starts off with basically the idea that um, really sex is not what couples do all day you know, for the rest of their lives when they're married, that, and if they are cohabitating or if they're, you know, sexually active, that actually doing that can hurt their friendship because instead of focusing on friendship, they're focusing on kind of their sex life and, and basically being feeling fulfilled and gratified and, and getting something out of the relationship. And, and it can become very selfish and it can it cloud the friendship because when you're dating or engaged, you're really still in a discernment, getting to know each other pattern, really building friendship. And so this chapter really suggests they take a step back and take a look at what do friends do? Mm-hmm. They, they love, they act unselfishly, they enjoy making a life together. And so it goes through, okay, these are things friends do. Um, what does love mean? Love means willing the good of another person, wanting good for them and doing something about it. Okay, what does that look like concretely for these couples? And so we, we kind of go through that and we talk about how to build a foundation and friendship. Um, and one of the number one things that um, uh, Dr. Gottman has shown in his studies on marriage and, and couples, he saw that uh, almost without exception that couples who were not kind uh, within their first months or years of marriage, that with, with almost 100% accuracy, he could predict that they would not be together mm-hmm. in five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about kindness, we call it, uh, and we talk about lovingness, kind of how do I cherish them? A lot of time, we, we just, again, we're looking out for ourselves. And so loving this is basically having an other-centered disposition. How do I do that? And so focus on that. Um, patience, humility. Um, and then we have stories for them to reflect on. Each chapter has a story. And then we have them look at, reflect on the story and talk about what was important uh, about friendship. What aspect of friendship uh, touched them the most and would mean the most? And do they think they need to work on in their relationship? And then we take each of the virtues that we've talked about, humility, kindness, and we say, okay, this is what it looks like when it's done right. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is what it looks like when it's done too little and then too much. And then we have a remedy for each and then a scale. And so it's it's very practical where they can kind of understand, you know, how does this virtue apply to me? And if I'm you know, a little bit off center, what what can I do to get back to center? And how is that going to help my relationship? It's very concrete. It's very practical. 
And we worked on this with uh, Dr. Peter Martin and Dr. John Cudabak. Dr. Peter Martin, his specialty is in um, attachment theory and yes. virtue in relationships. Yes. And so he was wonderful. And Dr. Cudabak wrote a book on friendship. And so he helps with this as well. And just we really reached out to everyone who wanted to share their wisdom that, and it was a way that was applicable to uh, to what we knew couples needed. So it was just a beautiful, uh, beautiful yeah. dynamic oh, that I, we did for these couples. I'm just so impressed with the the experts in the right fields that have come together to help you and Ryan to produce this beautiful work. It's just I, I truly think it's Holy Spirit inspired, and I'm I'm a great fan. And and in fact, it's catching fire across the U.S. If, if I understand. Um, other dioceses are looking at this particular specific program. So as of today, we have uh, 35 dioceses um, that are looking at it um, and uh, either looking at it to implement it, just pilot it, or to do it diocesan-wide, um, the diocese in the United States, Canada, and Australia. Wow. So, yes. So yeah. it's, it's the English-speaking world has definitely, um, I think it obviously it's from that article, but also the uh, the synod really set the stage for this conversation. Yes. So uh, it's just it's really the Holy Spirit, and we just kind of got caught in the floodgates of what happened. Yeah, that 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 terminology, marriage catechumenate, I uh, know has come across it, it, a lot of talk. In fact, at the synod that that something needs something's not working obviously, and something needs to be done. And I think you know, witness to love is really one of the responses to that. Would you agree? Yes, and the email we keep getting or the phone calls from these diocesan directors or from priests is, gosh, somehow you you anticipated the Senate. How did you do that? Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the the um, the, uh, the Bible verses, you know, blessed are the meek. We could change it to blessed are the available. Um, yes. I mean, it was just basically, you know, trying to say yes to God. Like, in this situation, in our parish, in this job, with these couples, how do we help them? And it just kind of trickled outwards. And so, um, yeah. yes, so I just blessed think are the available. Blessed are the available. And those who humble themselves before the Lord in adoration, in Mass, in, in the self-giving of your hearts, and using the gifts and talents that both you and Ryan possess to bring forth and collaborate with all of these experts to, to bear this fruit. Um, any final pearls of wisdom for us, Mary Rose, as we end our interview today? I just want to uh, encourage people, um, you know, just anything else that you would offer as well as how can we get involved? How can we get a copy? What can we do to become involved? Absolutely. Well, there's a quote from Pope Benedict that uh, we love and we, we always refer back to where he talks about that the family, the witness of the family is really the the way in which human virtues are learned and practiced, and that this is really a service to the world, to bring forth a world with a more human face. And, and just in our world today where everyone's so disconnected, isolated, struggling with selfishness, um, that really, if we can form families where virtue can be learned and lived and fostered, uh, the world will have a more human face. And so that's just, you know, that's kind of our, our motivation when we're, you know, we have three kids, five and under, and this is not something we looked to do. This is not on our bucket list, but when we, when we get tired <laughs> and, and don't want to keep going, we just we remember that, that this is really at the service of, of fostering families where virtue can be learned and lived, really for the service of the world and for God. So. Um, that's 
kind of our 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 motivation. But uh, to how to how to contact us, um, the best place to start would be to go to our website. It's www.witnesstolove.org, witnesstolove.org, and uh, our email is there as well. And um, a lot of resources, interviews, articles, and uh, our press kit is there, and it's available. You can just click on it and take a look at it. Uh, our material, you can order materials there. And um, but yes, yeah, so we're just we're here to serve uh, the parishes and the diocese and, and the couples in in our country and beyond. But um, we're just very grateful for you having us on the show and for for taking the time to share the good news. Truly an honor for me, and thank you for making time for me, Mary Rose Verrett. Please give our regards to Ryan for his his gifts as well, and participating with you in witness to love, um, both in your in your nuptial union as husband and wife, which has borne fruit for us in this program that you've developed, witness to love how to help the next generation build marriages that survive and thrive. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, And until we are together again, my dear listeners, Pox Christie, y'all, I'll see you next time here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Bye-bye now. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio.